and hello, this is Scooby Crockett on the Christ Life Podcast, where the talk is real and relatable. This is episode one, and I'm here to say I'm excited to do this thing, to do this podcast. It's something the Lord has put on my heart to do. The title is the Christ Life Podcast because I want it... I want it to be focused on the Christian life for this generation, for this culture. Um, I want to talk about real issues, topics, questions. I want. I want to. I just want to rip apart the things that you don't really hear in church, and and that really do need to be talked about. So I want to talk about it on this show, on this podcast. Since it's episode one, I want to lay a pretty good foundation. I'll be the host of this podcast. Um, from beginning to end. I'll have people on the show here and there, I'm sure. But I want to begin with a foundation. I want to share my testimony of what the Lord has done. Because I'm here to say, I have not always been a Christian. I've not always been someone that loves God, that's passionate about God. Um, I, I was someone that was uh, pretty bad in many ways. So I do want to talk about it with this episode. But again, this this podcast, I, I want it to be no holds bar. I want to take issues. I want to talk about things like drugs. I want to talk about sex, dating. What does that look like for a Christian? What should it look like for a Christian? What does marriage look like? Um, what does it mean even the, uh, to be a father or a mother? I, I want to bring. I want to collide this culture with the kingdom of God. Okay, I'm a musician. Um, I do rap. I, I, I understand this culture. I, I get it. I was in it. I was immersed in it. So I believe I can bring some things to the forefront and, and Lord willing, really edify some people and really encourage and make people think maybe a different way or just even feed people because I want to bring the word of God as I do this podcast. So let's start off with prayer. Father, I thank you so much for this podcast. I thank you so much for the equipment. Lord, I speak blessing upon whoever is listening to it right now, God. I pray for your spirit to just move inside of them, God, and grow them in your fire and grow them in passion for you. In Jesus' name, amen. So yes, as I said for episode one, I'm just going to share my testimony. Just talk about what the Lord has done in my life. Just lay a foundation for what I hope will be an amazing podcast with many listeners. So... I wasn't really raised in the church. Um, I was—I wouldn't say I was a bad kid. Uh, my parents, I believe, did a, a pretty good job for what with what they had uh, in raising me. Now they did bring me to church here and there. We'd go uh, maybe once a year, um, and we go to this old Methodist uh, church that my grandparents attended at the time, and they they still attend uh, uh, here and there. Um, but that's all I really had was this old school, um, kind of religious, somber church with a bunch of old people. And that's what I thought church was. I'd never really been to any other church as a child or even as a uh, young adult, um, you know, preteen, teenager, whatever, what have you. Didn't really know. I thought that was what church was. So uh, live my life. I would pray here and there. My mom kind of taught me how to pray. And I would pray before I went to bed. Uh, my dad would read a little kid's Bible to me here and there as well. Um, but that's really what I had. My foundation, my Christian foundation was an old Methodist church, uh, a prayer my mom gave me to say before I went to bed, and my dad with the little kid's Bible that we would read here and there. That's all I really had. Went to middle school, um, began to go through what doctors or physicians would call puberty. I began to really, really, really like women. 
I liked him in elementary school, but now it just exploded exponentially. I, I, I just this drive inside. I mean, middle school, I'm sure, is probably the most awkward stage for the human being. Um, that middle school era. I mean, just thinking back at it, it's it's amazing that I got through it, you know, um, and and didn't have to get on drugs like um, what many kids are on today. Um, but went to middle school, I began to want to be popular because I wanted girls. I wanted to, you know, hook up with these girls and such. So um, began to give up my innocence in a sense. Got to high school, uh, really gave up my innocence because that's when I began to do drugs. I uh, got involved in alcohol. I, I, I began to get wasted, you know, go to parties, um, began to smoke weed. Um, I don't think I really tried any other drugs than that in high school. Um, but I did a lot of what I did a lot of those two things, lost my virginity, began to sleep with women. Um, and it was really just a downhill spiral more into sin and darkness. Cause that's really what happens with sin. You, you get a little bit of it. You get a little bit of the tastes. You're like, ah, it kind of feels good, but I don't want to do it too much. And then it's just, it's just a continuous, gradual bringing in to that hole. Satan's very crafty. He knows how to do it. You know, he knows how to do it in a subtle, subtle way. He, he's, a, he's a hunter in a certain degree. Hunters are crafty. They hide out. They set traps. They know what they're hunting, that they're good hunters. And so the devil is, is I would say, a good hunter of human souls. Um, he's nothing compared to the Lord. The Lord is greater than him. Um, but I did give myself to Satan uh, during high school. Um, graduated from high school. Praise God. Um, there's a lot more I could go into, but basically the sum of it, I kind of did a bomb threat in a sense. I started the chain letter about a bomb threat that would happen. Um, I stole my exam, my nine weeks exam, got in trouble for both of those. And then I also flooded my, uh, my high school and, and part of it, uh, I accidentally hit one of the fire sprinklers with a football. It was by accident, but the fire department came. We all got evacuated. Those are just brief little things that have happened in my high school career. Graduated from high school, praise God, have a going away party. I went away. I went to jail because um, I had underage drinking going on at my party and paraphernalia. So graduated from high school, about to go to college. I go to jail and get arrested get out of jail, and then I try cocaine for the first time the night after. It's just amazing what happens. You know, you think you would wake up, right? You think that stuff would just happen. But I actually just went deeper into sin. And I think that happens a lot when people get arrested. They feel like they just totally messed up their life, and then they just give in to more darkness. And then it's just a downward spiral. That's really what it, what it is. Went to college. Uh, I didn't really want to go after the popularity train uh, as I did in high school and middle school, chasing that thing. Because when I got to college, I mean, I already achieved what I wanted in high school. Got, uh, you know, voted as prom court, whatever, uh, best personality voted for. I knew everyone went to every party by senior year. Everyone knew who I was. I mean, they were chanting my name during football, during a football game. And I was on the sidelines. I wasn't even a starter. I, I wasn't even on the on the field. And then they're chanting, Scooby Crockett, Scoo you know, they're chanting that thing. And it felt good, but I'm like, 
I'm not even on the field, you know, I'm just, I'm on the sidelines, but whatever. I achieved what I wanted in high school, got to college. I was like, ah, eh, forget it. I don't want to waste my time doing this because I saw how you do it in college. You just join us a fraternity. I mean, that's, that's pretty much what happens uh, or you get on, you know, a sports team or whatever. So I was like, ah, eh, forget it. I'm just going to, you know, get women, whatever, do drugs. I'm going to chill out in a sense, you know, without doing the, all, all the popularity stuff. Um, but I began to search in college. You know, I, I began to I began to see that life was more than just drugs, women. You know, even though I was still chasing these things, I was like, no, there is something more because God was doing something inside of me. He saw that I was looking for him in a sense. I mean, I didn't know I was looking for him. I was just looking for something. But God began to show me just little coincidences here and there just to show me that he was present in my life. Till one night I was in my room, spring semester, freshman year, just me, and I was doing some heavy contemplating, some deep thinking, and so many things happened that night. I can't really go too much into detail because I forgot a lot of what happened. I actually tried to write it down that night, and I wasn't able to. But basically what took place was I was on my bed, and this was like the climax of that night. I was on my bed just thinking, and the presence of God just fills my room. And I, I feel his love for the first time that I can really remember. And I begin to just cry under the presence of God. I begin to cry and tear and weep. And I didn't cry back then. I cry more now, you know, being just filled with the Holy Spirit. But I didn't cry back then until this night, really. I just begin to pour out, begin to say sorry. I knew it was God. I just knew it was him. And I begin to just say sorry. And then the name of Jesus just began to echo. It was like reverberating. Jesus, Jesus. It was just like inside, I don't know, I could just feel the name of Jesus. So I knew it was God. And I just began to say, sorry. Sorry, God. Sorry. And so after that night, I began to tell people, um, still did drugs, still slept around, but I knew I encountered the Lord. So that helped. That kind of helped scope me down to Jesus because I didn't know what to really believe. Should I believe in Buddhism? Should I believe in, you know, Hinduism or whatever? Um, I just, Jesus now became more front and center in a sense. They didn't really know much about him. I didn't even know he spoke in the Bible. I thought they just quoted him here and there. I didn't know he had dialogue. So about a year after that encounter in my room, I read the, I read the Gospel of Matthew in the New Testament, first book in the New Testament. My roommate ended up getting saved, I think maybe a couple weeks, a month uh, earlier than that, that night where I read the New Te- uh, Gospel of Matthew. And he said, look, read the New Testament. Because I was reading the old. I wanted to read the Bible. I was curious about the Bible. I'm curious, I was curious about God. So I was going to start from the front, you know, from the beginning, and then go to the very end, just like a normal book. But my, my roommate was like, no, stop where you are and go straight to the New Testament. And I'm so glad he did. Um, I'm so glad because it is about Jesus. We have to know the man Christ Jesus. So I was like, okay, I go back home. I flip open the Bible. I find Matthew and I read the entire gospel of Matthew in one night. I wasn't a reader back then. I, I didn't care for it that much, but I read the whole thing. I was blown away that Jesus speaks in the Bible. <laughs> I was blown away. I mean, I thought maybe I'd hear about him here and there or whatever. But man, like right off the back, he starts talking and he starts preaching. 
And I remember reading the Gospel of, uh, or uh, the Sermon on the Mount in the Gospel of Matthew, and just what he said about, you know, if your hand causes you to sin, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out, cut it off, throw it away from you. It's better to go to heaven with one hand and one eye than go to hell with two. And I was like, this guy is serious. I mean, I didn't know he was that serious about living a righteous life. I didn't know that. Um, but here I am. I'm seeing it from the horse's mouth, from the son of God's mouth. And, um, and it really hit hard. I mean, I'm, I, I cried that night. I don't know when. I think when he got crucified. I don't know. But, man, it, it was another turning point in my life. And the next day was actually my uh, birthday. It was my uh, 20th birthday. And so my girlfriend and I went to my parents' beach house. And she wanted to have sex. She wanted to have birthday sex. And I turned her down. I said, I'm sorry. I was like, I can't. I'm sorry. I, I can't do it. You know, I felt convicted because I just read the words of Jesus. And that's what happens. Conviction takes hold. Um, even though I still got high on my birthday and still did other stuff, um, it, it still brought a conviction. And it was a, be, it was a beginning of this transformation, this cleansing. So I continued. Um, things were not working out with my girlfriend. God was divinely separating us, um, which was good because she used to be a Christian at, uh, before we were you know, before that experience, actually, she said she was, it was difficult because she was living in sin with me. And, you know, you're not supposed to do that. And we were doing stuff that was contrary to the word of God. And so I began this journey of seeking God. And as I got closer to God, I felt like she was getting away from God. And it was so taxing. It was so heart wrenching because I want God. I'm going after God. And here's the girl that I believe I love at that time, a girl I, I want to marry. And she's getting away from God. And I'm here to say that is so difficult because the man that or woman that's close to God wants to save their boyfriend or girlfriend. But sometimes you got to cut the cord. And the Lord did it. The Lord cut the cord and there was a separation. I'm glad it happened. It was very hurtful. It was very painful. But God did that, and I, I, I was single. And so the Lord, during this time, just began to renew me, just began to strengthen me, just do things inside of my life, transforming me, showing me what it means to be a child of God, what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. I began to uh, evangelize. I began to talk to people about Jesus um, just wherever I was at work or at school, uh, some buddies of mine that were that were rappers, they were Christian rappers. One night we went to um, a, a place where you go and you party. There's bars and clubs. We went to that plaza right across the street from UCF, went into the parking lot plaza, and we just went and prayed for people. I don't think any of us had really done that before. But we did it together. We go there, and I mean, it was kind of awkward because I'd never really done that before. I remember I um I walked up to some to some girls, and I said, "Hey, uh, uh where are you going?" And they're like, uh, "We're going over to you know so and so club." And I was like, "Yeah, but where are you going?" They're like, "We're going to the club." Where are you going after the club? They're like, "I don't know. Maybe we're going to after party." I'm like, "But where are you gonna go when you die?" <laughs> It was it freaked them out, you know. Like you're you're like you're weird. Let's get out of here. And they walked. I didn't. I, I mean, I didn't know what to say. You know, I was just. I want to talk about God with people. You know, I came off probably as a Christian. <laughs> Thinking back at it, I don't even think they knew I was talking about God. Um, they probably just thought I was some creeper. But whatever. I was I was working my way, you know, to to bring the gospel to people. I, I was taking a step, even though I made myself 
to look like a fool. I was taking steps. But it was, it was the beginning of something awesome because we returned back to that place and we would bring more people and I would bring more people and it began, it, it turned into something that every Friday night we would go and we would have people with us and we would talk with people and pray with people and, and share our testimony and we'd see tears and, and people would be so thankful. We'd bring our guitar and sing and we're just right there in the midst of darkness, you know, right in the midst of all these clubs and bars, people partying and, you know, all this stuff. We're right in the middle of it and we would just bring Jesus. And one night especially, and my future wife was there too. And we weren't even dating or anything at that time. It was just me and three other girls, and we were evangelizing and stuff. It was an amazing night. We're all excited after we left. It was like two in the morning, and we're, we're you know we're going back to the car. But I felt this pull in my spirits. It was like God was telling me something that more could be done. And I'm like, what more can be done? And the thought of preaching came to mind. And I was like, okay. So I told the girls, I said, lock the car and pray for me. And I got on my car. I had an old Mercedes, 96 Mercedes, C220. Got on my trunk and just began to preach. Didn't know what to say. So I I just said, God is good. Jesus is good. Why would you choose anything else? And I just repeated that phrase over and over. I didn't really know what to say. You know, some people were saying amen. Some were booing. But I just kept going. Some people stopped. And then this guy walked up to me. I saw him. He was like, okay, I wonder what's going to take place. And he looks at me and he says, hey, what are you talking about? You know, I was like, what am I talking about? I was like, uh-oh. You know, of course you know what I'm talking about. What do you think I'm talking about? I didn't say that, but I was thinking about it. I was like, I'm talking about Jesus. What do you think about Jesus? And then he looks and he kind of, you know, hesitates. And it's like, Jesus, what do I think about Jesus? Hmm. And turns to his friend and he says, hey, like this guy wants to know what I think about Jesus. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. He's like, you know what I think about Jesus? This is what I think about Jesus. And he grabs my legs and swipes me off my car. I fall on the trunk. My body like does like a little spin, fall on the trunk and then fall to my feet on the ground. I don't know how, obviously it was God (laughs) because I could have easily hurt myself. But I landed on my feet. Everyone's like, oh, you know, like, am I going to fight him? Whatever. He runs away. All right. Brush myself off. Get back on the trunk. Climb up there. Stand up. And then I say, God is good. Jesus is good. Why would you choose anyone else or anything else? And I just kept preaching. And that was my first real open air preaching sermon. And from then on, Man, it just exploded. God just, I, I begin to preach all the time and just, I mean, now it's reached the point where, you know, I, I've preached in, in St. Augustine out there, you know, kind of the downtown area. I've preached um, in Key West right there on that busy street, forgot the name of it, but preached right there. Um, preached in downtown Orlando for many, many hours, right there with a microphone, just central and orange, the smack dab center of downtown Orlando at 12 o'clock at night, 1 o'clock in the morning, 1.30, just preaching the gospel. I've been punched, spit upon, pushed, you know, I've had women slap me, kick me, um, just all different things, but I've seen a lot of people get touched by God too. I see, I've seen the power of God move. I've seen people get healed physically, 
when we pray for them. Uh, I've seen just people cry, grown men cry, women cry. I've given words for people from the Lord that I would not have known, um, but God gave them to me, and I give them to them, and they, they're kind of baffled, and they're like, how would you know them? I'm like, well, God knows you, and God lives in me, so it makes sense, right? But it's just, it's been an amazing time. It's been, you know, it's been a, I mean, it's been about six years um, yeah, 20 years old, night before my 20th birthday, that's when I read the Gospel of Matthew. I'm 26 now, six years later. It's amazing to look back and see what God has done in my life. And I'm so glad because I, I get it. I get this culture for the most part. I, I get the music scene. I get the party scene, I get the sex scene, I get the popular scene, I even get the business scene. I got my, my uh, degree in, in, in business at UCF. Um, so I have, I have a pretty good overall grasp on certain things. I've traveled to many countries. I've studied in Spain. I've been to Japan through school. Uh, so I, I see the, the, just the different fabrics of this age in this time period. And... I want to use this podcast for the kingdom of God. I want to use it to reach people. I want to speak life. I want to grab a subject or a topic and just dismantle it and just bring it and say, what what can we do about it as Christians? Or how should we handle this situation? Or what should we do in these, in these circumstances? This is the Christ Life Podcast. And I encourage you, share this with other people. Go and tell people. I mean, it's a free thing. And you can download every episode that I do on, on, on our website, godsounds.com. Um, and I'll, I'll make that available. I also want to put it on YouTube too. So thank you. This is episode one. This is my testimony. My name's Scooby Crockett, and I'll be your host. And uh, pray for the podcast. Pray for, pray for me. Pray that the word goes forth and that people are touched for an eternity. All right, bless you. May the Lord always be with you. In Jesus' name.